Hi, my name is Robin, and this is the Bold and Faithful Podcast. I am so excited <laughs> because today we have Grace Tanner, who is amazing. DBU Almost graduate, mm-hmm. yes. worship leader, singer, and just like a genuine believer. Like you genuinely have a faith, you genuinely care about the Lord, and it's like really shows. And that's why I wanted to bring you on <laughs> because I feel like we've had a lot of encouraging conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you inspire me a lot with how you deal with people that have hurt you. Mm-hmm. So if you, ha- if you don't know, we are talking about bullying today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel like we bonded over this. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> we can talk about how we met. So we met at a program through our church called yes. Regeneration. So yes. you were my group leader. Mm-hmm. And um, we were together for about... A six year. to eight months oh, oh yeah, was yeah. it yeah, yeah, yeah i guess less. it was like it was like eight was months less. i think it was like december to august or whatever however long that would be but yeah um yeah you're my leader but you're also like such a humble leader because we would like have conversations after and you would be like you would like listen to me too like it wasn't always like you telling me but you would like listen to me and what was going on in my life and like you would let me like speak into you as much as like you spoke into me which i really like appreciated and it was kind of like we were like just like locking arms through the journey instead of kind of like you like being like oh I'm the leader and so we just like bonded I feel like of like just talking like after group honestly every Monday night and just like about what we were learning and stuff and that's what I was gonna say that's one of the things that I like appreciate about you so much Mm because you did like encourage me so Mm -hmm. much and speak so much into my life I literally don't know everything at all (laughs) but I feel like you have a lot of wisdom and so I really appreciate it we bonded over bullying Mm -hmm. and so I really want to talk about bullying and how to deal with it because Mm -hmm. we've both been in situations where it's just we've had groups of people yeah just I don't want to say come against, mm-hmm. but just maybe um, like outcast us. Outcast yes. us. It's really hurtful. <clears throat> and so I just want to define like what we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. We bonded specifically over like groups of people kind mm-hmm. of like shunning us or maybe leaving us out based on, in my situation, it was based on like one person's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm like kind of convincing yes. others of exactly yes yeah. it's really hurtful <laughs> yes I want I want to say it in the right way mm-hmm. it's like one person convincing others that <clears throat> not to befriend you or not to hang out with you kind right of thing. yes exactly what mm-hmm. has been your experience with bullying so I am not sure why but the Lord has kind of I know he didn't write bullying into my story but has allowed it to be a part of my story honestly multiple different times throughout my life mm-hmm. um it sounds silly but the first time was in third grade and it was like these little girls all um we were all friends we would hang out we would uh, have sleepovers and hang out at recess and stuff but then they would uh, there was like this trend that was like um every time you have a birthday party grace doesn't get invited and so it was like all of our friends we were all like this like little group like this little squad all the girls in third grade but it was like i didn't get invited to the birthday parties Mm -hmm. like over and over again like even my closest friends even my neighbors that i ran around the street with like would invite all the girls except for me to the party so i remember they were like little phrases that they would all pass around at lunch that were like talking about me and like specifically like um and the teachers had to like sit down and have a talk with all the um the whole class about bullying and stuff because I had told her what was going on and so that was in third grade and then um sixth grade and really almost pretty much all of middle school there was like two or three girls that um were kind of like the strongest personalities in the group and there was like 20 girls in the group and oh man um, they like created 
a group chat without me and you had to text I hate Grace Tanner in order to stay in the group chat and if you didn't then you would get kicked out and the only reason I knew about it was because there was a girl who would show me the text messages in class and I think was she in the group? her heart she was in it mm-hmm. I think for some reason she felt like that was the right thing we were in sixth grade like we were yeah. nobody knew what the right thing was mm-hmm. and I think she felt like she had to show me for some reason you know looking back I would have you know what you know don't know doesn't hurt you and there's honestly I wish I didn't know all the texts and everything but but I was you know like I knew about the things that were happening behind my back because she was telling me them and I would hear about it through other people and um so yeah there was the the I hate grace messages and the yeah sleepovers and parties that I wasn't invited to and um I had my lunch um hit down from the table one time we were sitting at lunch like uh, they would steal my phone at lunchtime and like things like that and they would run away from me if I was walking with them in the hallway. Looking back, a lot of it I probably, not that I did it to myself and not that there was any excuse, but I like was very stubborn mm-hmm. <laughs> and like when those girls were kind of like mean to me, like I didn't like just, I should have up and left and found new friends, but I honestly like you don't know kept believing age. the best in them for some reason and kept kind of letting them do it because I thought we were friends and so I should have just up and left but um yeah I mean those are like the two biggest things and then I've just kind of always dealt with friends leaving me out um on like smaller scale as I've gotten older like in high school it happened with some of my closest friends um that were just like making some decisions that I didn't want to make and so as a result they didn't want me around Mm -hmm. and so um and that you know I, I understand that um and then even in college, like, there's been um, some girls that we used to have this, like, core group, and uh, all of a sudden, I just started noticing them hanging out without me, and mm-hmm. and with each of these situations, I've always kind of known the person that was, I think, the leader of it, and... Has it always been, like, one person the leader? Uh, I, I think in middle school, in sixth grade, was definitely the worst, and I think that was, like, two or three girls mm-hmm. that didn't like me for some reason I don't I really I don't know why but um but yeah in high school and college it was like uh in high school it was like kind of a group of I think it was kind of a mutual decision that they didn't really want to hang out with me which is fine and then in in college it was like just one girl yeah 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 that's really tough you say it's like oh I know you're young but like those years are so impactful yeah and can really shape how you show up mm-hmm. as an adult. Yeah. So I totally get it. But I love that you said that God kind of writes it into your story. Yeah. That's so true. Because mm-hmm. God is sovereign over that. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that it happens. Yes. What do you think is like the biggest thing you've learned throughout those situations and being ostracized? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean, I would say um, that my identity is secure in the Lord and it has nothing to do with um, what other people think of me or say of me or how they treat me and um, I'm gonna be so honest I don't think I really realized how much it affected me until like six months ago as we were going through region Mm -hmm. and I was starting to think about like why does this happen to me and I think it's because I've honest like like full transparency I've always cared way too much about what people thought and I wanted to be cool and so I like I think I chose friends that were cool in my opinion and not necessarily friends that were solid you know in the Lord and as a result I 
when you choose friends for superficial reasons, you're going to have superficial relationships. And so... <laughs> I love that you just said that. Amen. <laughs> yes. And so I kind of learned that, like, over this past summer. Like, yeah. as I was, like, we were finishing up Regen, I was like... And, and I'm not going to say, like... I, I don't want to say, like, screw any of those girls. Mm-hmm. Like, by any means. Because everyone has their own path and their own things that they're learning and everybody hurts people because of ways that they've been hurt and so like I never want to say like you know Mm -hmm. that they're evil or anything like that because I'm sure that I hurt them in a lot of ways and I don't even know yeah but um yeah I just kind of realized like I think maybe my relationships have been superficial because I've chosen them for superficial reasons and then I think it's just because I care way too much what people thought. And I feel like I've just kind of, like, recently redefined, like, my definition of cool. Yeah. (laughs) Of, like, what's actually cool is, um, like, you know, like, devoting yourself to the Lord every day. Mm -hmm. And, like, being humble. And being a hard worker. And, um, like, putting your relationships first. And, like, um, I don't know. Humility is just huge. Like, just having the humility to, like, apologize and... um, and just, like, to love friends where they're at and not really, like, put, like, even a, like, a unspoken pressure on them to be a certain way or look mm-hmm. a certain way or whatever. Um, and then I feel like the thing I've been learning that's probably the hardest has been, like, kind of what the title of this podcast is, is, like, yeah. lo- loving those people yeah. in the midst of being hurt. I think mm-hmm. when I was in, like, middle school, it's elementary school, in high school, it was, like, every time I would get hurt or bullied, it was, like... I just kind of, like, brushed it off. Like, I was upset, but I was, like, um, I don't know. I just, I believed the best in them and kind of brushed it off and brushed it under the rug, kind of, like, didn't really think about it very much. Like, I was hurt, but I wasn't bitter towards them. But then um, when, when things like that started happening in college, it was really convicting because I, I learned that, like, so much of the way that I feel as a result of what's happening to me is my own responsibility so like even Mm. though it's happening to me and it's not fair like my responsibility is to respond like in love Mm -hmm. and um in kindness and in humility and um I mean literally to turn the other cheek and um to still like serve and love that person or those people and uh I wasn't doing that like I was responding in bitterness and my heart was getting like really hardened towards like this person and and or these people and um it was just like super convicting and really like through the end of regen was when I realized um like God is calling me to like love my enemies like Mm -hmm. I felt like he was saying to me like while I was, like, simultaneously learning all of this about humility and, like, the Lord was starting to prune my heart this mm-hmm. summer. And then, like, this person was, like, I really felt like was out to get me and, like, hurting me. <laughs> it was just, like, these two things happening at once. And I was, like, I felt like the Lord saying to me, Grace, if you're really going to follow me, you have to love your enemies. Like, you have to lay your life down for the people who hurt you. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, what? That is so unfair because my yeah. brain is so, like justice minded and I'm very like you did this you deserve this Mm -hmm. I didn't deserve like I don't know I just get so mad when things are not right and um and I get mad when I'm the only person that sees it you know like I get so worked up yeah and so I think just like the biggest hardest thing has been um 
like genuinely like taking like all this hurt like you physically feel hurt like it's like in your chest and it's like welling up and you're like it's bitterness and anger and hurt and frustration and you're like sadness and sadness Mm -hmm. and confusion and you're like I don't know what to do with this and like all my expectations have just been shot to the ground Mm -hmm. and and it's like God's just literally telling me to like give it to him yeah and, and trust him with justice forgive that person like see them as somebody who Jesus bled and died for just like as he did for me yeah and to love them in the face of them being made to be yeah which is honestly truly the mark of a Christian and it's so hard it's so hard like I've always heard it I've always heard it yeah I've always heard people say like love your enemies and it's like but to really be hurt by someone like even as you're describing everything that happened to you that feeling in your chest like I feel it, it comes right back. now I know I'm like I'm, I'm like, like my oh. palms are sweating <laughs> no but it's so true I like okay so there's a lot of things I want to touch on based mm-hmm. on what you said one of the things being the superficial relationships mm-hmm. okay that is so true so how do I say this when our church um, really emphasizes community Mm -hmm. and I love that Mm -hmm. about our church which is so important community is so important and so when I came in to the church okay so a little bit about my story when Mm -hmm. I came into the church I was just like oh I need community I need Christian community Mm -hmm. and so I kind of just went to the group that was like the most accessible the most popular yeah kind of thing and then I ended up having that like one individual um, I felt just kind of like ostracizing me but no one else saw Mm -hmm. it and then like people would get on their side and I just Mm -hmm. like did not understand anyway the I came to that group first not really seeking like like to be admonished by people who were more mature than you you were kind of looking a little bit more for like on the outside yes I was just looking for like fun Mm -hmm. Christian community yeah 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 yeah. yes I was so all I was looking for thank you Mm -hmm. I was just (laughs) looking for like fun like Christian hangouts Christian community but true Christian community are people that are like Mm -hmm in it with you, calling Mm -hmm. you out on your behavior, really growing you and allowing you to steward your gifts. Yes. And I felt like I was being kind of like pushed down. Mm -hmm. I think I struggled with this feeling like Christian community was like hard for me because I wasn't finding it in that group. But Mm -hmm. true Christian community, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be like all in one space. True Mm -hmm. Christian community is like the individuals in different areas of your life that really grow you. Yes. Yes. I don't know if anyone. Yes, like people who really have your best interest in mind. Yes. And I think I was the same way, like Mm -hmm. the beginning of college coming into DBU and like being so excited about like a Christian bubble because I had been kind of the only, what I felt like the only believer in my high school. Mm -hmm. I went to public school and in my like kind of circle of friends in high school, I was so excited um, to have Christian community. And I, I had that, but it was like, I thought Christian community was just like, a big group of people who say they love the Lord and just have good, clean fun together. And it's like, no, it's so much deeper than that. Like Mm -hmm. it's people who are like going to die to themselves for the sake of like loving you and carrying Mm -hmm. your burdens with you. And like, when you put that label, like you, you, you honestly thin out so many of of those people. Yes. And those people are loved by God. Like, yes, of course. They're not bad people, but you just like, you have your picker is like more refined yes when you think of community through that lens exactly yeah Yeah. and like I've had to just change my expectations so much because I think growing up I was like so desperate for like a place to belong Mm -hmm. with like friends and like I just had this really perfectionistic like idealized image in my head of like this perfect Christian 
squad of yeah. friends that I would run with and that we would go through life together and it would be so fun and that we would have all these memories and inside jokes and like I don't know why I just always like dreamed of having that and the Lord has really humbled me because I mean I kind of had that freshman year but then it all fizzled out yeah. and like some of those people started you know cutting me out and making me feel like unincluded and so um the Lord's just really humbled me that like that was an expectation that was shaped by like culture and by like my fleshly desires and not actually shaped by anything that like the word says that I will need and like will actually sustain me you know what I mean I feel like you touch on this but sometimes it feels like no one sees what's happening Mm -hmm. and like it can be so isolating Mm -hmm. and so hurtful I think that's the part that hurts me like Mm -hmm. does no one else see this like yeah. what's going on you feel here. crazy you feel so crazy you feel crazy yeah. and some people do see it I think this is what hurts even more like some mm-hmm. people do see it like that girl maybe yes. who showed you the text yes. but then don't want to um get themselves ostracized yeah they're, ostracized. they're just bystanders yeah. yes which yeah. is n- survival behavior yes. but I yeah. feel like that's more hurtful to me mm-hmm. how do you get past that and how do you like really give that to God Oh my gosh. Um, I know, loaded question. It really is. <laughs> I'm like, I feel really convicted because <laughs> I just don't, I don't think I've probably done that as well as I could have or should have. Yeah. But um, I think, I think it's really the same concept of like looking at somebody and in my, in my flesh, like I look at those people like for example, like in college, kind of like the group that started cutting me out um it actually happened like two separate times but um with two different groups but like both times it was like I kind of knew who the leader was but then also was like very bitter towards like the people who were not sticking up for me either um and just had the same feelings towards them of like why I don't know why are you so blind why are you so selfish like in my flesh like I'm thinking all those things and then like the Lord has corrected my view of them in the same way of like not just forgiving the perpetrator or whatever you would call it but mm-hmm. also forgiving those bystanders and and understanding like their position their position like th- yeah like honestly having sympathy for them and like as much as in my pride I would like to say I wouldn't do that if I were them mm-hmm. who knows that yeah. if I wasn't in their shoes I wouldn't be doing exactly what they were doing or who knows if maybe I have done that in a way that I never really even noticed or recognized and maybe somebody else is on some other podcast talking about mm-hmm. how I hurt them and I have no idea you know what I mean and yeah. so like I think um I think it's in first Corinthians 13 where it says love believes all things yeah and then um there's a proverb that says it's a man's honor to overlook an offense. Yes, and so, 1911. I've yeah. been meditating on this. <laughs> like it's to one's glory so, to overlook an offense. Yes, mm. yes. And so I think those things put together, it's like I'm called, like if I'm called to really be loving and to follow the commands of Jesus, mm-hmm. like that is to believe the best about somebody. It is to give them an out. It is to look at the situation, consider the best possible reason that they might be doing something and then like attribute that to them and be like and just even if it's not logical what yeah. do you lose in believing the best about somebody and loving them and overlooking an offense is to your glory because that relieves any um bitterness or resentment off of your shoulders and that's entrusting justice to the lord and so um yeah i think just like giving them the benefit of the doubt and believing all things in them you know and also looking inward first of like how can you take the speck out of someone else's eye when there's a log in your own eye like looking at my own self and the ways that i've hurt other people and the like evil sin in my heart and and understanding that like 
the Lord Jesus like bled and died for that because he loves me and he bled and died for that person because he loves them Mm -hmm. and their sin has been paid for or will be paid for if they're not a believer and it's not my job to like take care of that justice and so it's like you have to remove yourself from the situation yeah like don't take it personally remove yourself from the situation look at the sin and pray for that person and like love them as a vessel like I think I said this in regen mm-hmm. one one night but forgiveness is a superpower yeah. like it makes you invincible yeah because you can do anything say anything be hurt by anyone and not be shaken because you have this like security and this foundation of like oh the lord is going to take care of me i firmly believe that the lord's going to take care of you i firmly believe that and i have like zero role to play other than to love you right now regardless of what you say to me and you could do anything or say anything and it doesn't affect me it's like it's like a superpower like it's like magic <laughs> that is so good and that is literally okay robin clipped that that's really good and that is like turning the other cheek mm-hmm. yeah that's turning the other cheek yeah. it doesn't mean like repeatedly like putting yourself in harm's way but mm-hmm. it is like recognizing someone's behavior mm-hmm. acknowledging it and then giving it to god yeah not yeah. retaliating yeah like just seeing it as like oh that person is broken and hurting and like deeply affected by sin just like I am yes. so I'm going to pray for them and love them and I know that any offense that they have like unto me has not like wavered where I stand with the Lord at all and that's the only thing that matters yeah and so I can just love them and pray for them and like completely remove myself from the situation I remember you telling me like one time one of the people that hurt you like came back Yes. And apologize. Yes. So, like, some of those, when I when we speak of, like, people who are, like, bystanders, mm-hmm. I do think that they feel guilty and maybe they just don't have the capacity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I've been there in life before mm-hmm. when I've seen, like, bad behavior and then I look back on it and I'm like, I feel so bad for yeah. that person. Like, I hate how they were treated. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Can you talk about that? Like, what yeah. happened in that situation? Yeah. So, that was one of the girls who was kind of around during, like, the elementary school, middle school phase of... Mm-hmm all of the drama and bullying and again I don't know why it was me but it just kind of happened a lot and she was just kind of always there um and yeah she was so we were so young and Mm -hmm. so I wasn't holding any of that against her like like I said I didn't really realize how much I struggled with unforgiveness until I got to college and so I don't really hold honestly I don't feel like I hold a lot in my flesh like I just I really needed to work through the way that I felt towards a lot of people in college, but in, in, when I was younger, it just wasn't, I was kind of oblivious. And I think the Lord used that to my advantage a little bit of just like, I don't know, there was less, less like bitterness I had to work through. So even though it was hurtful, I wasn't like, I'm not still holding on to it. I'd kind of forgotten about it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But anyways, um, she was always kind of there and we were friends and we would hang out and we would go play at each other's houses. But, um, you know, she was one of the girls that had a birthday party that I was invited to Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, and so, yeah, we reconnected a couple of months ago since we've both been at college at different universities. And, um, we we got lunch uh once I think it was like probably six months ago Mm. or within the past six months um and we were just catching up and she was telling me about how she has been really just like clinging to the Lord and learning and growing a lot um and uh just that she's she's wanting to seek him and she's wanting to understand what it really looks like to follow him Mm. and she was like by the way, I just want you to know I'm really sorry for the way that I treated you when we were younger. 
And I was like, what? Yeah. Because I'm like, I thought... I thought none of you cared and would ever remember. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, like you said, like you feel them. crazy. Yes. That, and and you actually start to question, like, was Your reality. I hurt? Yeah. Or am I, I just being dramatic? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it meant the world to me that she said that. I don't think she. I mean, I haven't had a chance, like, after that conversation, to really tell her how I processed it. And I, I should, I should let her know. Like that really meant the world to me because, like, it, it honestly, like, it just helps me understand that, like. You I don't know. Crazy. I'm not crazy. Yeah. I was hurt. But, like, oh, my gosh, of course I forgive you. Yeah. Like, you were not – you were you were blinded by sin and by yeah. the enemy guiding you all these different directions. And, again, who knows if I was you, I wouldn't have been doing the same things. And so, I don't know. That just meant the world to me. And I was like, of course I forgive you, you know, because, like, that just honestly is so healing. Yeah. For, like, I, I now, I, like, I look back on, like – those elementary school moments and I feel I feel a lot better about it and I because I just kind of feel affirmed of like oh I wasn't this like crazy weirdo that everybody hated and I didn't deserve that like because I think when when nobody ever apologizes and nobody ever acknowledges it Mm -hmm. it makes you kind of feel like maybe I I do something yeah maybe I deserved it like maybe I am crazy like maybe yeah Mm -hmm. and so I think her apologizing like really just I didn't realize how healing it would be because it was like, oh, I didn't deserve any of that. Like, yeah. I was wronged, but, like, she did see it, and she is sorry, and it's like, it just is really healing, and I really appreciated it. Yeah, and even if you are someone who has been in a situation like this and you haven't gotten the apology, mm-hmm. like, God really does, like, work in people's hearts mm-hmm. in a magnificent way mm-hmm. that you may ever not know about, and that's why we're called to pray for it. Yes, because you never exactly. know. Yeah, you never know how God is working through mm-hmm. their hearts. And yeah. Yeah, you just don't want them to be people who act in those types of ways. And I'm not even talking about, like, the bystanders. Or, mm-hmm. But people who are, like, out to hurt people mm-hmm. are so hurt themselves. Yes. Like, they are so hurt. Mm-hmm. There's something else that I wanted to say. Oh, like, anything that happens against us, it's working for our good. Yes. And I, yeah, it works. God works everything for our good. Genesis mm-hmm. fifty twenty. It's the story of Joseph, and it's like... Mm-hmm. Joseph talking to his brothers and it's mm-hmm. like you meant it for evil but God meant it for good mm-hmm. so there's one point in the story of Joseph where he's working for a household mm-hmm. and this girl like tries to hit on him and he doesn't receive it mm-hmm. and she ends up lying on him and he gets kicked out of that house and then that's what lands him in uh-huh. prison in that story this girl lied on him it mm-hmm. was like so awful whatever mm-hmm. that there's never a scripture in the story that says okay because being lied on is one of the things that I got yeah yeah I was yeah. like light on and that, yeah that really got me yeah and so when I was reading the story of Joseph um it never says that Joseph's name was cleared after that it mm-hmm. never talks about how Joseph's name was cleared mm-hmm. it just talks about how Joseph lands in prison yeah and then Joseph being landed in prison it's ultimately like that path is what led him to be second in command yeah you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of like yeah, you may not see it in the physical, mm-hmm. like, justice, mm-hmm. but God really does work all things out for your yes. good. And that always really encourages me. Yes. Like, yeah, your, main, your name may not be cleared. Right. But I'm sure that girl heard about Joseph being yeah. second, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. Like, so just it's really true. trusting God with it. Okay, we can talk about being around 
people that have hurt you. Yeah. Like still having to be around them after. Yeah. Yes. So one of the things that gets me is like being around them. Like I'm someone who can kind of isolate or shell off if I feel like. Right. Unliked in a space. Yeah. How do you, how can you come around people and just like. One, one okay so I was hesitant to go to an event yes w- with people yes, that yes, were like yes. there and Grace was like stand in your power <laughs> do you remember saying that and, <laughs> so I don't great. remember saying that that's so funny no I remember it so clearly and it was so stand great in your power. That's funny. yeah but not in like a you didn't mean it in an arrogant way yeah. you just meant like go and like keep live your, head your life yes. yes and yeah. then you told me one piece of advice that your mom told you mm-hmm. will you say that yeah so um whenever this was all happening to me in middle school when it was kind of at the worst with Mm -hmm. that giant group of girls just like really intentionally like bullying me um what my mom would always tell me which was not advice that I took right away for sure um was just to use it as an opportunity to look for other people who needed friends Mm -hmm. and to love them instead and she always just reminded me that I'm not the only person feeling that way even though I think that and um you know if I'm not being accepted by a group like use it as an opportunity to like have open eyes for the other outcasts that need friends or people who need to be loved and go love them and go be Jesus to them and so um that's definitely something that has played into like honestly not really until recently (laughs) like I did not put that into practice at first because I was so self-focused like again in my flesh like just so still very much craving that acceptance um not until very recently have I kind of taken that advice and been like, okay, I'm not accepted in this situation. I'm going to go look for people who need a friend and I'm going to go like love the person in the corner instead of focusing on myself and how like these five people aren't accepting me right now. Well, there's like a girl sitting in the corner over there that has no one. And I have at least a little bit of more strength and confidence than she does. And so like, I'm going to go, like, I have the power, not that I have more strength and confidence than she does, but, like, I at least have eyes to see that mm-hmm. when, when, I don't know, what, I, what, am, what am I trying I to say? I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like, I, like, you have the power to go, like, I, Through the Lord, like, I have security in the fact that I don't have to be accepted by those people, and mm-hmm. because I have that security, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because I have that security, I can take that and go love somebody else who needs it and go like make somebody else feel seen you know and like how much what a better way to spend your time like instead of trying to fight for acceptance yourself going and being the person who makes somebody feel seen for the first time or being a part of somebody's story you know where they can say oh grace saw me when i was lonely and made me feel seen and showed me what jesus is like Mm -hmm. and like wouldn't you so much rather spend your time being that to somebody than fighting for acceptance yourself acceptance that you don't even need you know yes that is so good and i just want to speak to like you were saying like you found what real community was like Mm -hmm. more recently Mm -hmm. after being out of like being put out of like certain groups Mm -hmm. I feel like God uses that to show you like had those bullying situations never happened you Mm -hmm. never would have found like the fullness of what Christian community could be yes so there are some people who are maybe in those superficial like relationships yes who maybe don't think there is anything else or like are just stuck because I've had people actually come to me and be like I really don't feel good here but I'm just Mm -hmm. gonna keep coming here because it's all I have yeah and just like 
you can like God is too kind to like leave you alone in those mm-hmm. situations. So I don't, I feel like it's a redirection almost mm-hmm. to get more fullness of like being ostracized in this way is like a way to like push you towards better community. Yes. Yes. A hundred Or community that's better for you, I should yes. say. Oh, Job. Yes. I want to speak to Job because the story of Job, essentially Job has everything. It gets taken away from him. God uses this taking away to sanctify him and grow him, but it doesn't get restored. Okay. So everything's taken away from him and his, he mm-hmm. has these friends that come to him and yes. his friends are like giving him bad advice, essentially. Yes. If you guys don't know the story of Job. Yeah. His friends are giving him bad advice and God actually gets mad at his friends because his mm-hmm. friends are basically saying that Job got everything taken away from him because... He had done something. He had done something, yes. And actually, it was all orchestrated by God to sanctify Job. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the story, God is mad at, like, anger is kindled against Job's friends, Mm -hmm. is how the Bible says it. And then you'll see God tells Job to go pray for his friends, and then it's after that prayer that everything gets restored to Job. Mm -hmm. It's like, it just shows God's heart in the sense that he cares so much about um, unity. Mm Mm-hmm. And like restoration yeah. and good relationship, yeah. And praying for those mm-hmm. who do you wrong, yeah. And so I think it's just like a powerful image to, that points to God's character and what He values, right? The more and more you understand the character of God, like the more you re- like, you'll walk in more freedom when you learn to forgive. Yes, yes. Like you can use it to really know God more. Like yes. Like, his word says, seek me and you'll find me. And then it also says, if you love me, follow my commands. Mm -hmm. And so, and it says, if you follow my commands, I'll reveal myself to you. Jesus says that in Mm -hmm. John 14, I think. And so I think, like, I've seen that in my life where I have been clearly called by the Lord to love an enemy. And it's incredibly sanctifying because it reveals all this, like, bitterness and pride in my heart. Yes. But as a result, like... God has used it to help me know him more Mm -hmm. because when I'm looking more like him, like when I'm being pruned and that bitterness and pride is being taken away and I'm brought to this place of humility and repentance, I'm looking more like God in that place. And so then therefore I'm knowing him more because I'm knowing his heart more because I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to looking like him. And that's how you know him more. Yeah. And so you get this, like, nearness and intimacy with God and this, like, closeness and understanding of his heart when you're brought to this place of, like, being forced to repent even though you've been hurt and that doesn't feel fair. It just kind of, like, hit after hit. Yeah. And you're being pruned. And it's, like, circumstantially, on paper, this situation sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but, like, in reality, I am knowing God more as a result because yeah. I'm being made to look like him more. And I'm understanding his heart for me more. And so it's actually an opportunity to, like, personally know God more. Yeah. And then also to, like, reflect him more to other people yes. by my behavior. And so, like, it is an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't always feel good. Like, I've apologized to people who have hurt me, mm-hmm. and it did not feel good after. No. But it was in line with scripture. I was going to say the same thing, like, with one of the people um, recently that this kind of situation has happened with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had a conversation. I brought oh. it up once I kind of, like, 
noticed that things were weird, um, and it didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. I'm like, so glad we're talking about this. In the moment, it, like, kind of went well, because yeah. we both said, quote, unquote, sorry, mm-hmm. but it wasn't, um, it wasn't really sincere, because, yeah. There was a lot of things from her end of like, well, I'm sorry I did this to you, but you just made me that mad. Or just like still kind of making excuses and like, well, I know I was wrong, but you did this and this and this. And Mm -hmm. like bringing up all these things she'd been holding a grudge against me for for months and months. Oh, and the same thing has happened to me. Yeah. And And it it does not feel good. It was like, well, then why didn't you initiate a conversation? Why was I the one that initiated this? Yeah. Anyways. And so that's like really hard to like. I am initiating this conversation out of, like, a, a desire for unity and peace, and then you're bringing all these things up that I'm like, well, you didn't give me a chance to defend myself or apologize for those things, and now you've been bitter for months, and mm-hmm. so it just didn't really go super well. So, I mean, I apologized, and then she apologized, but after that, it was the kind of thing where I was like, I just, one, I didn't really see a change in her behavior, and two, I just couldn't see myself continuing a relationship with somebody who... Yeah clearly didn't understand like the way that she was hurting people and so um yeah it just ultimately like didn't go super well Mm -hmm. and so that was where I had to just practice like letting that be something that can just teach me and letting that be a way for me to know God's heart more and letting it be a way for me to reflect his love more and really letting it like be a situation where I can turn the other cheek and love my enemy and and yeah love her despite yes despite Mm -hmm. the way that I felt hurt and like targeted you know yes and then even just the fact that you went and had the conversation Mm -hmm. I saw this um quote on Instagram and it was like hard conversations don't end relationships it's hard conversations that never happened Mm -hmm. so it's like good yes so good and it's like you can see though that like approaching the person I don't know, maybe hard at times. Like, you can see that person's character through that conversation. Yes. So, like, are they taking ownership and accountability for what yeah. happened? Mm-hmm. Or are they avoiding responsibility? And then at that point, you can say, okay, this is not someone who's necessarily right. for me. Right. So, yeah, it's not always going to feel good, but, like, through it, that's how you... It's so clarifying. It's so clarifying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so if there's someone who's like, oh, I want to address this person, I don't know. You can, but, like, it's okay to address them, but mm-hmm. then, like, yeah, and it's just like when and if it doesn't go well, it's like keeping it's information. in mind. It's, it's information, information for you yeah. and keeping in mind that like you are invincible because, <laughs> because, because you have the power to forgive them and you have a secure fixed identity in the Lord. Yeah. So you can walk away with your head up, you know, yes. like you're not crazy. You didn't do anything wrong. That person needs to heal. And if they heal in your presence, it's going to be more hurtful than it will be helpful. Yeah. And so you need to walk away and love them from a distance. You don't have to hold any bitterness, you know, and the mm-hmm. Lord is going to provide community for you somewhere else. And yeah. so you can walk away with your head up, Yes. you know, did we talk about that? Like, how forgiveness doesn't mean, like, stay, staying in the situation. Yeah, exactly. Did we talk about that? No, like, no, I don't think so, not yet. Yes, like, you you have an ability to walk away if there's a repeated pattern yes. that's hurting you and they don't care that they're hurting you. Yes. They're just not ready for your presence. Yes. <laughs> and that's okay. Yes, like, forgiveness is entrusting justice to the Lord. Yes. And that's what I learned in Regen. But, like, forgiveness is not being okay with someone's behavior Mm -hmm. it's not permitting it and it's not letting yourself be hurt yeah but it's saying okay god i see this hurt and this sin that is hurting me or someone else and i'm trusting that you're going to repay it because god is like 
God is not okay with evil and he is going to repay every wrongdoing, whether it's nailed to the cross with Jesus and Jesus paid for it because that person's a believer or whether that person stands before God one day and gives an account for what they had done and the Lord's wrath takes care of it in that moment, you know? And so that is a forgiveness is just between you and God saying, okay, God, I, I'm not holding on to bitterness or resentment. I'm not taking justice into my own hands. I'm entrusting it to you. And I'm trusting that my role here is only to love this person Yeah. because their sin really is hurting you. And it's not like, it's not my job to repay. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. But if their behavior continues, then it's like, you don't, need to stay in that situation like you do need to be loving that is a command but like loving does not always mean letting yourself get hit over and over again you know like you need to remove yourself for the sake of your own growth and you need to be around community that's gonna like admonish you and love you and and carry your burdens and be good to (laughs) you yes blessed are the peacemakers yes you have to see like peace isn't sometimes peace is walking away Mm -hmm. like producing making peace is walking away Mm mm-hmm because if someone can't just help but sin in your presence and you're encouraging sin <laughs> yeah, by being way. there. Yeah, you know? and, and, like, why would you put yourself in a position where you know you're going to become bitter? Yes. Like, if you're prone to be bitter towards this person because of how much they've hurt you, like, well, like, cut Don't. off the arm that causes you to sin. Yes. Like, if, if this person is, like, feeding bitterness in your life, like... It's not healthy for remove you yourself or from for them. them. Well, yeah, yeah, it's not healthy for anyone. Yeah, and, and is if you're doing everything you can to live peaceably among all, then sometimes that means, yeah, like yeah. walking away. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's really good. Okay, so the last thing that I wanted to bring up was the story of David and Saul. Mm-hmm. And in the story of David and Saul, okay, so basically Saul was king and then God anoints a new king, David, because Saul wasn't um, that, that great of king. Right. For people who don't know. Yes. And so Saul starts, is like fueled by fear and insecurity and jealousy. Mm-hmm. And so he starts attacking David rather than just being better himself. Which mm-hmm. is like a theme that we can see yeah. in the lives mm-hmm. of people. Yes. Um, so he just starts attacking. Yeah, yeah that was my flesh. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so he just starts attacking. <laughs> he just starts attacking. Um, he starts attacking David. Mm-hmm. And there are times where David gets the opportunity to kill Saul. Like, I think Saul, I think there's, like, twice, two times? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. I don't remember how many, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, David has the opportunity to, like, get vengeance or get revenge on Saul. Right. And David doesn't take it. Like, he has an opportunity to take out his opponent, and David doesn't take it. Mm-hmm. Like, he turns the other cheek, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, lets him free. And then at the end of the story, Saul ends up killing himself. And so, Yeah. Saul ends up killing himself. He mm-hmm. takes himself out because of his own... Own pride and bitterness and control got the best of him. Got the best yeah. of him. And, like, the Lord blessed David's obedience in restraining from something that would have totally been, quote-unquote, fair. Yes. Yes. He, he be- the Lord blessed David's decision to extend grace. Yes. I don't think God's ever going to say that we gave too much grace to somebody. Yes. Like, yeah, that's he's good. always going to bless our decision to extend grace. Yeah. And something else I wanted to say that I feel like I didn't get to yes, say yeah. was that I think what I've been learning, especially, like, most recently, mm-hmm. is, like, when it comes to, like, bitterness against somebody and resentment and hurt, I think that it starts with 
even the smallest thoughts in your head and cutting them mm. off at the root Ooh, and like um, how it says in I think it's first Corinthians 10 13 that mm. for every for every temptation oh yeah um, no temptation. it's common to man but that there is always provided a way out by the holy spirit and like we have the power through the holy spirit to cut those thoughts off at the root and not let them blossom and grow into this like nasty bitterness and anger that would result in doing something rash like david killing saul when he had the opportunity like i think David had to have pure and holy thoughts about Saul and see him perfectly in God's eyes, the way God sees him, in order to not, like, enact justice in that moment. Yeah. And so, like, it's not just saying all the right things or doing all the right things towards people who hurt you. It's actually thinking, like, beautiful things about that person and seeing them the way that God sees them. Yes. Like, it's, it's it's down to the very teeny tiny thought that you have when you see them, you know, and thinking things like they are beautiful, made in the image of God, yeah. given gifts by the Holy Spirit, and like praying for them mm-hmm. and praying for them seriously softens your heart towards them. Yes. But like, I just think that's been huge for me and really convicting of like these thoughts circling around in my head are so instrumental in my mental health, first of all. Yeah. Like, dwelling on ways that you've been hurt no, is it keeps not you in a prison. Yes, it keeps you in chains. Yeah. And Two, it it genuinely is what informs the way that you act towards that person and the way that you reflect the yeah. Lord. And so, like, I don't think we're just called to love them with our actions, but also with our thoughts. Yes, that was so good. That was, like, <laughs> so good. There was a sermon on forgiveness. Were mm-hmm. you here when John Elmore preached on forgiveness? I think so. And this was all, that actually happened, like, while all the stuff with, like... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's another, like, relationship too with my family I've told you about but yeah. like that was like all of the region like it was we all the same forgiveness. it was so good and yeah. that sermon he was basically saying that you have to nail it to the cross repeatedly like what if you keep feeling like that bitterness yeah and, and that's what I was struggling with at that time when they preached yeah. that sermon yeah and honestly I still struggle same. with it sometimes today same. he said like you just you if you continue to feel it, you continue to give it to Jesus, yeah. taking mm-hmm. time to pray for them, like you were saying. And that day I went home mm-hmm. and like literally what you said, thought about the good things about each person mm-hmm. that I felt bitterness towards. Yeah. You guys, like my heart completely changed after that. Like really yeah. genuinely like sitting and praying. Mm-hmm. But it went away the next day. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like what I'm gonna say yeah. is that it really does take humility humility and repeatedly giving it to jesus Mm -hmm. and that's it yes and realizing you were wrong for letting your view of them be so tainted yes you know by Mm -hmm. their sin against you i mean like yes giving yourself grace and like i was hurt Mm -hmm. but like realizing that like it is wrong to dwell on the flaws of another person yeah and it's the open door for the enemy. Yes, exactly. Sure. He loves when you get hurt yeah. to justify your sin by, oh, well, you were hurt. That by. They deserve your anger against them. Yeah, it says that, um, what is it? That it's bitterness is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Doesn't it say that? Yes. Or is it envy? Yeah, it says it's demonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's literally demonic to be bitter. Yeah. When you think about yeah. that, it's like, ooh. Yeah. You're literally letting the enemy yes. have, like, reign in your life when you hold on mm-hmm. to things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like you hear when the people say like unforgiveness is like drinking poisonous. Yep. Remember what Grace said. 
unforgiveness is a superpower. It is. Unforgiveness, poison, forgiveness, superpower. superpower. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, is there anything else that you want to add? <gasps> I'm just, like, dying because I've been watching the Marvel series recently. <laughs> you have? Yes, and I, like, am so into Iron Man. I don't know why. I just really? think it's so cool. Have you seen the movies? Oh, wait, yes. been yeah, watching Yeah, I've been watching okay. the movies. Yeah, yeah, and so, like, Iron Man, I'm just, like, I'm, like. Tony Stark. Yeah, just thinking about Iron Man when we say superpower every time. I'm, like, picturing the, the Iron, Iron Man, Man costume. <laughs> yes, and the bitterness and everything else is, like. It's like Iron Man costume is the armor. Yeah, yeah, putting on armor. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's wow. Good. We're really getting the metaphor here. That's a good visual. Um, okay. Anything else that you want to add about this I topic? Don't think so. I feel like we covered a lot. I think we did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. I think. Really, I said it all. Yeah. Pray for those who hurt you. Yes. And it's just redirection to relationships that are for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Loving them in your head and in your heart and not just, like, outwardly. Oh, I love but, like, that you said that. really humbling yourself to see how you've been wrong in the situation. Because you always have a percentage to own. Yeah. Even if you didn't do anything in, like, the actual interaction of the person, like, your bitterness and, yeah. and like, resentment towards that person is, like, yours to own. Yeah. And, like, always repenting of that even if you were hurt and 99% of it is your fault you know yeah you repent for that 1% because it will grow if you don't yes I also just love what you said about it being like you don't know how you've hurt those people like Mm -hmm. one time in a sermon they were like even referencing okay so one thing that I've done a lot is like oh those people hurt me Mm -hmm. and one time in a sermon at our church they were like even referencing the body of Christ as those people is like a sign of division yeah. in your heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Even, like, calling them, like, those, those people. people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. that's the body. Mm-hmm. And so just recognizing that, yeah. Wow, this has been a very healing conversation. Yes, for me us. too, me too. No, seriously. <laughs> um, okay, so anything else? I think that's it. Okay, fun. Okay. <laughs> so... I was in, okay, so this is the Bold and Faithful podcast. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for coming on. Mm-hmm. I Thanks for having me. Yes. Oh my gosh, you were great. Um, I chose Bold and Faithful because I was asked in Bible studies to pick two words that describe my walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. What are two words that you would use to describe your walk with the Lord? I think mine would be humble, but fearless. I love that. <laughs> and why? I think humble because, um, like, I've just lived my life thinking that I have to, like, prove myself and be accepted and like make much of myself and the Lord has really taught me like that my role is to serve him and to submit to him and to like like live my life in a way that he would decrease and I no he would increase yeah and that I would decrease (laughs) yeah um and so just like I've learned so much about how like honestly insignificant like Grace Tanner is and her image is to the world but like how on the other side of things how significant it is that I am a vessel for the Lord Mm -hmm. and that I have been empowered by the Holy Spirit and by like the sacrifice of Jesus to like grow the kingdom and I can be fearless Mm -hmm. in that because he has already gone before me Mm -hmm. and so like humble in that like I am nothing but fearless and that like I have the authority given to me by like 
the literal creator of the universe mm-hmm. to further his kingdom and so i have nothing to be afraid of amen <laughs> okay this is so fun this was so fun yes you did great thank you any final words um no i mean amen. i'm just happy to be here thanks for having me <laughs> yes. so fun. love um your enemies <laughs> yes and pray for those who persecute mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. okay bye guys bye Woo! Wow, that was so fun!